you can be spending meaningful time with people and be deeply sad and in pain from loss. It's okay. It's obviously going to be painful. It's okay. I feel this way and I can still have meaning and value and other things in my life at the same time as this pain. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose all one or the other. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Hello, and welcome to session 18 of the Unlock Your Therapy podcast. I'm Lindsay, your host. I'm so happy to be sitting here. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween. You won't listen to this until after Halloween, but I hope it was a good Halloween for everybody. If you have little children like me, it's a lot to get them all dressed up and bring them all around trick-or-treating. And parents, you're probably all very tired today from school and dressing them up for different parties and whatever school wants. And then when they come home, taking them out, it is a lot, but it is so much fun. It's a gorgeous day for Halloween. It's nice and warm out. The colors this week in New York City have just been exploding. Like the trees are orange and red and just vibrant and bright. And we haven't had too much bad weather to take the leaves off the trees yet. So I'm very grateful that this week they're still vibrant and beautiful. And I'm sitting in my home office just enjoying the quiet and working from home. I've been sick, so I'm happy to be back at work and in the thick of it all. I'm excited. And today's episode is going to be a good one. We have high and low for you where I talk about a high of just being grateful for something that happened this week giving gratitude to things going really well, reflecting back on the week I had, and then a low of just sharing what it's like to be human and sharing a piece of my life with all of you. And then I get into anxiety where I spill the hot gas on something going on in the media related to mental health, a research topic that might have come out, something popular in the mental health field that's being talked about a lot. And then I segue into skill of the week. And this week's skill is just a way of thinking about grief and trauma that's happened. So it's a good skill to think of and I think a good perspective to have about things that have happened. Then we'll get into action item of the week where we're going to talk about taking imperfect action and letting yourself off the hook, which as you know, if you listen to my podcast, I'm all about giving yourself grace and letting yourself off the hook, not pressuring yourself with our own anxieties. Okay, let's get into it. So high and low, my high is just Halloween season is so fun when you have kids. Carson's three, so he's really into it now. He gets it. 
this morning it was so cute because I woke him up and usually when I wake him up for school, he's like, no, go get Everett first. I want to lay in bed and he's not excited. And he was snoring and I woke him up and I was like, it's Halloween. And he jumped up out of a sound sleep and he goes, it is? Really? And I said, yeah. He goes, today's Halloween right now? And I was like, yes, right now it's Halloween. And he was so excited. He came downstairs with me immediately. It just made the morning much easier. And it's just so much fun being in this season, this fall with him. And I always just think, It's the only Halloween he's going to be three, and it makes me sad and happy at the same time. I was telling Dan that this morning when he's like, what do we have to do today? And I was like, well, we're going to go trick-or-treating, and let's go early, and come straight home from work. And I was like, you know, it's the only Halloween he's going to be three, and it always makes us sad and nostalgic for what's already present moment, So, (laughs) which is so funny. You can miss something that's happening right now. Like I look at their faces and I'm like, oh, I miss this moment, even though it's right now, which is not a very mindful way to think. But if you're a parent, I think you get that. So it's just been fun. And I've been very sick this week, as has Everett. And we've been making the most of it, though. Me and Carson and Dan takes him too. We take him on a little Halloween walk. Our street is just crazy for Halloween. I got out my little beach wagon yesterday and I cleaned it off for Carson. And He's finally old enough to like sit still in a wagon like that and enjoy it. So I pulled him around the neighborhood and he just loved it. I gave him candy and I told him it's a Halloween wagon ride. We got to go on a hayride at the Queens County Farm down the street this weekend, which he absolutely loved. I might take him over there again before they stop doing them, but he just had so much fun. And it's so close to our house. You don't have to pay to get in. You just walk around and you can buy pumpkins and donuts and go on the hayride. And they have food trucks now on the weekends. So it's so fun. I'm so grateful that we live really close by into there. The low has just been just persistent illness in my house (laughs) for like a month. I've been talking about it now. The kids have been okay. Carson's fine, knock on wood. And Everett is okay, but I brought him for a recheck of his ears and they told me his ear infection has not gone away and it's been like a month now. So I'm just concerned for like hearing loss or if it doesn't go away. So they put him on a third antibiotic to try to get it to go away. And he's such a joyful baby that you don't know he has a double ear infection. (laughs) So I have to keep bringing him to the doctor, even though he's fine, so that they can recheck his ears every time he finishes the antibiotics. He doesn't complain. He hasn't had a fever this time. So we'll see how this antibiotic goes. I don't know. If this one doesn't work, he's going to have to take an injectable one in the office, I think. And I don't know. I think if this one doesn't work, I just want to see an ENT because I don't want him to have hearing loss. I just want to see what we need to do. So I just, I hope it's gone. We'll see. Then anxiety, we're going to segue into that. Anxiety is not like a fun topic per se today, but I want to talk about something called post-traumatic growth. And maybe you've heard of this. I worked at the VA for many years. And before that, I worked with children and trauma. And post-traumatic growth, I wish that was very interesting because it's what happens after someone goes through a traumatic event and comes out the other side of it making meaning out of that situation. And I don't mean like everything happens for a reason. I absolutely 
don't believe in that (laughs) at all. But I think when trauma happens and grief and situations that are so painful in life, some people are able to eventually over time turn that into meaning in that not that they're glad it happened or that they wouldn't change it to not happen, of course, but to change it into something meaningful. So whether that's maybe some people with support an organization that stands behind raising money for cancer or raising money for some cause that's related to what the trauma or grief that they went through. And it becomes something meaningful out of their life. So maybe they meet someone that becomes a best friend and they volunteer together to do a certain walk or to donate money to something or, or maybe they just read books and get a different perspective on life or just something where they've made some kind of meaning from their grief or pain. That doesn't mean it goes away or they feel better about it at all. It just means that they've grown in a certain way from something bad that's happened to them. So I just wanted to mention that because we hear a lot about post-traumatic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and all these different things. And you know, I think we also forget about people that have gone through trauma and grief and pain that don't have a disorder or a syndrome or they're coping, you know, quote unquote normally. And I think they get forgotten because they're coping okay. And people forget their pain and they're, I'm sure, still in pain every day. But because they're acting normal and doing well, people forget, you know, that that they're still going through that mentally and they're still, you know, trying to figure out life through that pain. So I just want to mention that. And if you've gone through something like that and you're still coping with it, just give yourself validation that it's okay to feel the way you feel and there's no time limit or expiration date on how you feel. And that, you know, your pain is seen as well, even though it's not a disorder or you're not, you know, in crisis. I think it's important just to recognize that people are still in pain about things and to mention painful things to people. It's not like they're not thinking about it, right? Like if someone passes away or someone's diagnosed with something, I think people shy away from mentioning it. Oh, maybe they're not thinking about it for this moment and I don't want to mention it. Like, no, they're always thinking about it. <laughs> Like you're not going to mention it. They're going to be like, oh, that's right. I forgot that this person died. Or, oh, yeah, no, I because you mentioned it, I remember I have this diagnosis, right? I think people are just thankful that someone's not afraid to talk to them about it. And they're relieved to be able to talk about it and to have someone to listen and just share. And that's it, you know, with no further purpose. You don't have to make the person feel better. Just acknowledging their suffering. And if it's you sharing with someone else, you know, and don't shy away from saying it to them because you don't want to make them feel bad. I think it's helpful to talk about it in a normal way, in a daily kind of way so that it's more integrated into your life and it doesn't feel like this separate taboo subject. So anyway, I just wanted to mention post-traumatic growth. I always think it's a nice way to remember that other things can come out of different trajectories that life puts us on, even though they're painful and not ones we would choose, that different connections can happen and different meaning can come out of those situations. And that's the harder road to take. So if you found that kind of meaning, you know, just kind of recognize that for yourself. And it doesn't have to be anything external. It can just be internal meaning as well, a different perspective on life and I just wanted to put that out there. Not the lightest topic. 
I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm gonna teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies, that's gonna bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're gonna use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm gonna teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's gonna bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're gonna get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. So it segues into skill of the week, which is also not a light topic today. So skill of the week, I wanted to talk about grief and pain. I'm not a grief therapist, but any therapist will tell you they deal with grief, of course, with their clients because you're a human and you work with humans who go through painful events. But I saw this, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like a picture, a cartoon drawing on social media that was a nice way to think of grief and pain. And maybe you've seen it if you're on social media. It talks about grief as like a mason jar. And in the mason jar is like a black ball. And when death or loss first happens to you, the ball takes up like the entire jar, right? So it's a mason jar and in it is a huge black ball taking up like the entire jar. And I think that's what grief feels like when it first happens because there's no room for anything else. It's kind of like, why is the world still going on? It feels like the world should have stopped, I think is a good feeling, a good way to describe that feeling. Over time, I don't believe that it gets less painful. Like some people, oh, in time it gets better. It gets better, I think, because you create more space around it. So I read something that said healing is the capacity for holding more pain. And I thought that was a great way to summarize it. Healing is the capacity for holding more pain. So in other words, you're increasing the container and the space to hold the pain so it doesn't feel as intense. That black ball is still just as big, but your life and being become larger than just that mason jar. So maybe become like a I don't know, like a large Pyrex (laughs) casserole dish, right? And the black ball is still there. It doesn't get any less. It's still just as painful. But over time, you give it more breathing room and air and space around it so you can hold other things with the pain. The pain and loss are still there, but then you're also able to incorporate other family members, other relationships, and you're able to hold those as well and hold other meaning, work and family life and things like that, as well as 
the pain and the grief. It's still there. It's just as painful. You think about it every day, I'm sure, but there's more space and breathing room. And the healing is just that capacity to hold it and hold other things as well. And to let both things be true at the same time. I have this immense grief and loss. I also have people in my life I love and I want to spend time with and I want to focus on that as well and have meaningful connections with them and acknowledge this pain and loss. And just letting both be true. You don't have to get rid of one. You don't have to feel better about one to have the other. You can have both. You can be spending meaningful time with people and be deeply sad and in pain from loss and just let both be true. And as humans, we're not so good at that, at that duality of letting two things that seem like opposites be true at the same time. But it really, I think, is the answer to a lot of pain we have in life is that we're not suffering when we just allow it to be there, when we allow the pain to naturally be there and say, it's okay, it's obviously going to be painful. It's okay, I feel this way. And I can still have meaning and value and other things in my life at the same time as this pain. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose all of one or the other. So I think that's just a good perspective to have. So that's the skill of the week. So I hope some of that's helpful. I think the visual of that is really helpful for me. And I hope it helps some people out there. I'm just thinking of that mason jar and then a larger container. Pyrex casserole dish is what comes to mind for me. Let's segue into action item of the week. It usually like is related to the other items in the podcast, but today it's not really related. It's doing something imperfectly. So in doing this podcast and this business of courses and digital products to help people be their own therapist and get relief from anxiety and those topics that I cover... It's a lot of different things I have to do. It's much different than doing therapy with people where I log in, we meet for session. That's very different than like creating all these digital products and a different kind of website and courses and emails. And it's very different. So in order to do that, I have to allow myself to do it imperfectly, to do it anyway, even if I don't know what I'm doing and it's not perfect and it's not the best way to do it. I have to take that imperfect action. There's a quote that's something like, you can do nothing perfectly or something, or you could perfectly take no action, (laughs) or you can take imperfect action. So I just think that's a good philosophy about life is just that it gets done, even if it's not the best way. So just kind of reminding yourself that it's okay just to do it and not waiting for it to be perfect. Because if you wait for it to be perfect, it might not happen. If I were to be like, oh, I need to know the best way to start a podcast and I have to do it perfectly. No, I just got enough information and taught myself enough about how to do it and took that step to just do it. And I had to figure it out along the way, right? I had to change the person that was helping me and essentially fire them and change to a different person and figure out a lot on my own of what I can do by myself. And it was a lot to figure out and juggle. But if you have the philosophy that you're confident you can figure it out and that it's figure outable, as we talk about, it's just helpful. And I think it's just a nice way to get more things done in an imperfect way. And the other thing that goes along with that is to let yourself drop some balls. I listen a lot to Donald Miller's podcast, Business Made Simple. And he talks a lot about 
you're trying to work and do all these things and you have the big picture in mind and to let yourself drop the balls. And he, on one of his episodes, he says, I give you permission to drop all of the little balls. And he was talking about he has like 400 unread text messages and he doesn't care because he's focused on the big picture of things and he gets big things done. So the main things he's focused on, he has to get done, which means he can't answer every single little text. He also said an email. He's not very warm and friendly. He writes back like minimal. And he said to set the precedent of responding to people in a very minimal way, not writing this whole long, warm, fuzzy email, because then the people will expect that of you. So if you write a short email after that, they'll think like you're mad at them. (laughs) But if it's just the expectation that they know, oh, that's just... Whatever, that's just me. That's just them that they write these short emails, these one line emails. They're not going to think that you're mad at them. They're just going to know that's how you respond to things because you're busy. And I liked that idea is to just cut corners when you can and to let yourself drop some balls because I will think to myself, oh, I, whatever, I forgot to send this to school for show and tell or something, right? Something minor. And then in the big picture, it's like, okay, well, I, did these really huge things for my job, or I did these huge things for our household today, or I had doctor's appointments for everybody this week, or we've all been terribly sick, right? Like thinking of the big picture, and that's like, it's okay, I forgot this one small thing. Like just let myself drop these little balls. It's fine. I get the bigger things done. Like I sent Carson in a Halloween costume today. I didn't forget. (laughs) So to me, that's a win. So just letting yourself drop the smaller balls and just say, it's okay. For the most part, I get the big major things that matter done. It's fine that maybe I forgot something small I needed to do and I can substitute something else for that instead, right? So just give yourself grace as always. Be kind to yourself. And that's my action item of the week. Let yourself drop the balls. I constantly look and I remember I didn't respond to emails from like four days ago. And, you know, Gmail reminds you like, this was sent to you four days ago. Do you want to respond? <laughs> and my phone and technology is way smarter than me. And it honestly is like my assistant. It really does help me because I'm a very forgetful person and a mess sometimes. <laughs> and it's really helpful. I'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't respond to this from four days ago. But you know what? It's okay. It's not a big deal. The email wasn't a big deal. I can respond today and just say, sorry, I didn't get back to you. Here's my answer on this, but it's nothing pressing. And if it is, people will call you, right? If it's something urgent, urgent that really matters, people will reach out to you and find you. (laughs) So that's just my advice for this week. And I hope you're all kind to yourself. I hope you all had a good Halloween and happy November because you'll be listening to this in November. I will talk to you all next week. Take care.